This is the Joe and Amber Podcast. That was me struggling to sound professional is what that was. Thank you so much, James Steele. That's all right. For saving that clip from yesterday and bringing it back. You're welcome. Appreciate that. Joe and Amber is on ESPN Radio. ESPN Radio is presented to you by Progressive Insurance. Insurance for motorcycles, boats, and RVs. For protection on the road and on the water. See how much you can save. 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and at Progressive.com. So we've got some news today that former number one pick, Jadavian Clowney, is (laughs) signing with the Baltimore Ravens. Joe, the deal, a one-year deal, Two and a half million, but it could be six million with incentives. That's according to our very own Adam Schefter and Jeremy Fowler. The Baltimore Ravens feel like they're going all in, all in on this season. They feel like they are going to, it feels like, with what they've done here, anyways, with the changes, the roster changes, the coordinator, it feels like they're going all in on winning a Super Bowl. First thing here to note is that. By the way, I, I have to tell you this, and I should have told you this earlier in the week because it's Friday, but your cough button does not work in that studio. So when I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit the button right Correct. now, I'm going to cough. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, we hear it. You we heard hear that. everything. And I've been meaning to tell you this all okay. week, but I keep forgetting to tell you because it happens when we're in segment and then we go to commercial break and I forget to inform you like, hey, I heard you clear your throat during that segment. That button you're pressing is not working. I forgot to mention it. But now that you just did it that many times, I thought, you know what? We're going to just tell you in segment. No, that's good. That's that's great teamwork waiting all the way until the end of the week in the last hour and then doing it on the air when you could have done that at any point earlier in the week. Like I said, I'm struggling with professionalism this week. It's been a very long week. I've been on first take all week. I've been here all week. Oh, it's yeah. yeah. It's been I'm real exhausted. difficult. They flew you to New York. They put you up at a hotel. You sat at a table for a couple hours with several commercial breaks and had short conversations with three other people. Oh, my God, the humanity. Listen, if, if, if a World War fighting, II veteran you, heard this right now. If you saw the fighting in these streets with these Eagles fans, you'd understand. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I do understand. And I, I but here's what I don't understand. This button is very clearly marked mute. I very firmly push it every single time. I'm pushing it right now. Right. I'm holding it down. I, it's lit hear, up and you can hear everything, everything I'm saying. saying. So here you go. I also have a button that says mute. I'm just walking out. I am I am so done with today's show. I'm just walking out of here. It, you can do solo, can't you? I mean, it's queen of the world's yep. word salad. Oh, you can, <laughs> my mute button works, huh? Yeah. Yeah, oh, yours look at works. that. Yeah. Good. Hold that down view- for about oh, 20 hold minutes on. for I us. I didn't think my view, but <laughs> <laughs> how dare you? How dare you? Yeah, that was an easy one. Do we care that about Jadavian Clowney? Yeah, we-, we do. Because Jadavian- it's you know what's important here? People need to understand what this signing is. He's a depth piece. He's a situational pass rusher. He's a big name, but he's not a big producer. He had two sacks last year. This is going to go down as one of the all-time, I wonder what if, sort of careers. Because I don't know what his priorities were. He was in Houston, and then since then it's Seattle, Tennessee, Cleveland. He's a gun for hire. And that's fine if that's been his career. But coming out of South Carolina, it felt like he could be something special. Oh, yeah. Like, he was so going to special. be something great. Yeah. And right now, here we are. He came out in 2014. So it's, what, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine years later, nine seasons, 43 sacks. It's not even five sacks a year. I mean, that kind of undercuts him a little bit. But, I mean, Nick Bosa has had 34 sacks over the last two seasons. <laughs> Clowney's had 43 in his nine-year career. Yeah, so you're doing, you're doing him a little dirty there. By a little, him to but, I mean, guy. he was so awesome. At South Carolina, he was the number one overall pick. You thought he was going to have this great career, and he's good at times. He just never really wasn't great. 
So he's going to join Baltimore. He gives him depth up front. Baltimore is really thin at corner right now. Marlon Humphrey had to undergo foot surgery. They don't know when he's going to be back. The rest of the position is dealing with a series of injuries. Most of them aren't considered that serious, but right now they're really thin at that position. So if this is a team that's going to make a run, they got to get healthy in the back end. They have to, because if you're playing against Joe Burrow twice a year, you got to have a secondary that can get, that can cover. That guy's going to kill you through the air. They've been flirting with edge rushers all summer long. They very clearly wanted to address this position. They had conversations with Kyle Van Noy. They brought in Dwayne Smoot as well. They end up settling here on Jadavian Clowney. And yes, you mentioned the 43 career sacks, but that's more than the current Ravens outside linebackers that have a total of 28 and a half. This is a position of need for this Baltimore team. You mentioned the depth there. They're trying to get deeper and they do that here. I do think it's another sign of the Ravens trying to capitalize on this season and go all in. I think it, it's an indication that the Ravens feel like they are in a position to win a championship right now. They went all in on their quarterback with the contract. We know that. They went all in on the weapons around their quarterback finally, bringing in OBJ, bringing in Aguilar, drafting Zay Flowers. And now they're going in on depth here and, and adding what they can to this defense through free agency. I think it's a good move for Baltimore. I'm really interested to see what this team is like in Baltimore because I think it could be electric, that new system with Munkin. Like, I think this could be a really, really, really exciting season for Baltimore. I could also see, though, because of the level of competition there inside that division and inside that conference, it not going according to plan in Baltimore once again. I could see it going either way. I have to cough, and I don't know what to do. You just have to cough. Like, just just let it rip, man. Because we can hear No, it. no, because now it's in my head. I can't be coughing on air. But this is supposed to be a professional radio show, yet I've been doing it for months, apparently, in this studio, and no one wanted to alert me to it. So now it's just caught in my throat, and I'm just trapped in no well, man's and land And then here. this is what happens for people who, who don't know, who don't spend their lives doing this for a living. This is what happens. When you start thinking about it, too, you're screwed. Like, that's when you need to cough. Oh, like, yeah. Joe wouldn't have previously needed to cough had he not known that he didn't have a cough button. But now that I have informed him that he doesn't have a cough button, now he needs to cough. Yeah, I literally talked myself into a mistake on air today because I kept telling myself, I'm going to blow it with the prompter in this one segment. I'm going to blow it. I'm going to blow it. I rehearsed it. I'm going to blow it. Then I went on air and I promptly blew it, like immediately blew it. And then in my head, I just kept, I kept reading, but I didn't even pay attention to what I was reading. I just kept saying to myself, you knew you were going to do it. Mm -hmm. You did it. You you knew you were going to do it. You did it. What are you even, what are you doing with yourself, man? What are you doing with yourself? You're coughing into a mute button that doesn't work. You're blowing, you can't even read basic sentences on a giant screen that's in front of you. I do it's a feel mess. like your cough button used to work because this has not been a problem. Now, given, given we haven't worked together much in months. Yeah, your so opinion here really problem. doesn't mean a whole lot, but Last don't take that year, the wrong way. When we used to do a radio show together, I don't remember that being a problem given that was many a moons yeah. ago. So I wonder if things changed there in Las Vegas for you. I am always a lock. When I start thinking about it, I do it with names on air constantly. Like if I have to do a sports center hit or something like that on the morning show, I'm just a lock. If I think about the name too much, I'm done. You know, even okay. when I write it out phonetically in front of me, I we get should get you on some UFC coverage. There's a lot of names there that are extraordinarily challenging. That would be bad. I go, I, I go directly to John Anik and waste his time by saying, "How do you pronounce this?" This is the lead play-by-play voice of the UFC. Mm-hmm. I will waste his time by going to him. Good. He will assume the call is about something important, and it will be, "Hey, how do you say this guy's name?" <laughs> That's it. 
That's what you're calling for? So, well, let's see how you're doing. Up. And also, you know, who, who do you like this weekend? You can't find uh, on well, the Since we're on the topic, you, have to you can him? go. Yeah, you can go to. What I do is I go to YouTube and you type in the fighter's name and the UFC has done a great job of putting a lot of fights up there. So you'll get the fight. And then Anik, if he's the guy on the call, always starts the fight by announcing each person's name as they're about to start. So it's perfect. You know exactly how to time it up. But if you don't get Anik or it's a really tough name and they're moving quickly, you find yourself in a situation where you listen to it a few times, it doesn't work, and then you call him directly, you bother him, and then you hang up. You just keep moving. He's a Boston guy. He understands no harm, no foul. Real quickly, I do want to put a bow on this actual sports conversation. What is a successful season for the Baltimore Ravens? What is not a disappointment? For me, a successful season for the Baltimore Ravens because of the level of competition is getting to the AFC Championship. That's a successful season okay. for me. I think for that's the Baltimore fair. Ravens. It's a I think stacked team, a loaded team, an exciting team. I, I really believe in that team. I believe in that staff. But also, you do have a new OC, a whole new system in place yeah. now for Lamar. Uh, they are Lamar Jackson is one in well he can't take the credit for the loss last year but they are one in four in the playoffs since the start of the Lamar Jackson era mm-hmm. so something's got to change you right. at least have to get there and win a game this year I don't care if it's a wild card game get there and win a game show that you can compete in the postseason when it matters coming up next here on Joe and Amber Amber Wilson Joe Fortenbaugh with you the latest on the messy situation with James Harden and the Philadelphia 76ers Joe and Amber's on ESPN Radio Joe and Amber the podcast. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Philadelphia loves me this week. So let's talk more about Philadelphia, shall we? This time, though, instead of the Eagles, let's talk about the Philadelphia 76ers because another day, 
more drama for the Philadelphia 76ers. We started the week hearing from James Harden when he was in China, and he made it very, 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 very clear that he never has an intention of playing for another organization that Daryl Morey is part of, and that includes right now for this organization that Daryl Morey is a part of. The 76ers just before that had made it clear that they had no intention anymore of trading James Harden. So that relationship clearly has soured. James Harden, the Sixers guard, was on KHOU 11 News in Houston, and he was asked about that back and forth. Do you have an open line of communication with with the 76ers and how much patience do you need to have to let this play out? I'm just I'm I've been patient all summer so for me it's just uh, focus on what I can control and that's you know working out staying in shape and uh, getting ready for a good season. Too late to repair the relationship? Uh I think so. Too late to repair the relationship? I think so. Now that's not as emphatic as he sounded in front of the crowd in China. I find that to be a bit interesting. Maybe he's trying to play it a little bit calmly. That did come off as quite aggressive in China. I I don't knock him. If that's how he feels and that's how he feels he was, he was treated and he wants to get that out on his chest, get it out. I don't know if it's going to be, it's going to look like sour grapes and complaining and crying. So you want to get your message out, but you also want to make it look like, you know, at least semi-professional to an extent. That said, the only way, and I've said this before, I'll say it again, the only way Harden's going to stay in Philly, you got to get rid of Daryl Morey. This is that situation when an agent misplays his hand with a player, right? So player A represented by agent A. Whatever they do, however they handle a holdout or looking for a new contract, the whole thing gets botched. They lose all their leverage. They sit there. They try to figure out what's next because we don't want to go back to this team, but we're not going to get paid. Eventually, you just have to fire the agent. Put it all on the agent, and then you can reestablish the line of communication with a new agent. You can kind of start things again. If the Sixers want to keep James Harden or want to try to figure something out with James Harden that isn't going to be the absolute worst-case scenario, you're going to have to get rid of Daryl Morey. You bring in a new general manager. That general manager sits down with James Harden and says, Morey's gone. Let's have a conversation. What can we do? What are our options here? And then you reestablish the line of communication, and you might be able to bring him back into the fold. That's the only way I can see this happening because Harden now strikes me as a guy who feels like he's been wronged. And he's made it very clear in the past that if he doesn't want to play for you, he's not going to play for you, and he's probably going to end up winning in that fight. So maybe his tone there, which does sound so dramatically different from China, is because what he's implying there is that he doesn't think the relationship can be repaired, but leaving a little shadow of doubt because of the 76ers angle. Maybe he's saying, well, I don't think the relationship with the Sixers can be repaired, but if they got rid of Maury, you know, like maybe that's what we're trying to read between the lines that we should be, that he was trying to insinuate there. The other component of this is that when he made those comments about Daryl Maury, and I don't know if you and I discussed this before, he was in China. And that feels like no coincidence to me because don't forget when Daryl Morey made the comments about China and solidarity, solidarity oh wow, you're going to you're going to go down this rabbit hole, huh? With the protesters <laughs> in China, it's true though. I'm not. It, I mean, you want to talk politics? You want to give us your your thoughts? No, on, I on, don't. Okay. I, I you do I, that. I'm How do you think the Biden Let's administration the is handling right? everything right now? <laughs> Hold on, quick. You said the name of a Democrat. You have to say the name of a Republican now. That's how this works. All the alarms right now are going off. I don't know. Amber's really starting some trouble here. I just wanted to have a nice conversation about firing Daryl Morey. Stop throwing me under the bus. (laughs) The point is, James Harden at that time 
when Daryl Morey made those very public comments and the NBA tried to kind of walk away from the situation and walk it back. And it was a whole controversy. Remember a few years ago, James Harden also kind of separated himself from Morey at that point. Remember, he kind of like also tried to walk away from it, scoot away from it as well, because clearly of those relationships there with China. I don't think it's a, in other words, I imagine Daryl Morey is not very popular in China and I don't think it's a coincidence that James Harden made those comments in that country against that individual. And maybe I that's think why it's you're not giving, more emphatic there. I think you're giving Harden a little bit too much credit. You're, you're assuming that James Harden went out of his way to save this commentary yes. until he was in China. Yes. So that I don't think that's... He knew his audience, Joe. You play to your audience. Uh, he knew his audience. Okay. I, I, I mean, I can't prove you wrong. I can just say I'm not sure that that's true. But regardless, the comments were made in China, so that's what we're working with here. <laughs> if you're Philadelphia, I, I, I just, it just you're feels so like this, conversation. this is going to just continue to unravel until it's all over. That's what it is. It felt like they were a team that they took their shot. They climbed as high as they could. They really couldn't get past the second round in the playoffs. That was it. That was peak process. And now it's going to be the end of Harden. There's going to be this awful relationship here. You've got Tyrese Maxey, great up-and-comer. That's probably going to get squandered. And Beat will be asking out soon enough. And then you're going to try to figure out how to rebuild on the fly. I, I don't know if you want Daryl Moore. I'm not calling for Maury's job. I'm just saying that the only way to get Harden back in the mix is to probably bring in a new GM. If Maury's going to be the guy, do you really want him being the architect of this team? I mean, did, do you think he's the guy right. that can get you to the next level? I, Maybe. He did some good things in Houston, but I don't know. I don't know if he's the guy you want to trust. I think it depends what Joel Embiid thinks. Chris Carlin on Canty and Carlin, or from Canty and Carlin, he was actually on Greeny earlier. He said that the Sixers could find themselves in full rebuild mode. If you come to a point where Joel Embiid wants out of Philadelphia, Daryl Morey has failed. If that's the case, if the Sixers are in fact a year away from a rebuild around Tyrese Maxey. Wow. That is up there with Brooklyn over a much longer period of time with the biggest waste of the most amount of talent in one place. Uh, around Tyrese Max. I mean, at that point, what Carlin's saying about Maury is accurate, right? He will have failed. And if he will have failed to the extent of allowing James Harden and Joel Embiid no longer to both want to be with that franchise then I would imagine it costs Maury his job. Yeah, I. it's just at this point, it's like, what do you even do? I, I don't know. I, I have no idea what the plan is here. I, mean, I don't right know. Now, I want to figure out a way to get Dean Lillard. Uh, well, like, no, right now you do everything you can to appease Embiid. Like, whatever that means. If that means going after Lillard, whatever it means, you have to appease Embiid, right? That, that's it. You do because it's the best case scenario is trying to figure out the way forward with Embiid and with Maxi. Those would be the two. Everything else does not really matter. That's not meant to be an insult to Tobias Harris or anybody else. It's just those would be the two, and then figure out what you can do around that. It's going to be extremely difficult, but the team is not moving in the right direction. They don't seem to have much of a plan, and I don't see how they're going to ex execute something in the next few months that's going to put them in a position to be better this year than they were last year. Damian Lillard does not want to go to Philadelphia. He's made that very clear, right? No. He doesn't yeah, seem correct. to want to go anywhere outside of one target team. I don't know what's happening there with the Damian Lillard situation. It's been very, very, very quiet, but that doesn't feel like the answer for the 76ers either. So I don't know where they go, but I know 
that they have to have Joel Embiid be part of wherever they go. So you have to find a way to make your reigning MVP happy. Coming up next here on Joe and Amber, apologies in advance to Jets and Saints fans. We're going to tell you why your team is not going to win the Super Bowl. Joe and Amber, the podcast. Tune in Sunday to the Little League Classic live from Williamsport as the Phillies battle the Nationals coverage of Sunday Night Baseball begins 6 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app and at 7 p.m. on ESPN. I am watching the Little League World Series right now on all the televisions, Joe, at the Seaport Studios, which I'm wow, live from that's in a New great York commitment. City. It is, but mainly because it's every single TV in here is on ESPN and I don't know how to change the channels. Because I'm here by myself today. <laughs> so there's that. So I don't know how to put on the NFL game right now because we do have preseason action right now between the Giants and the Panthers. The Giants appear to be up on the Panthers 21-3, to by the way. I cannot see that game. What I can see is that if you play baseball and you're a kid, you have to have the long hair that comes out from under the hat. Like, it doesn't have to be too long, but, like, you've got to have it at least a little bit out, out from under the hat. Joe, you're not cool. That's what I'm picking I up. I have an aspiring baseball player who lives directly across the street from me. His name is Ethan. He has the look knocked down. My neighbor's son, I think he's about 10 years old right now. He's got the flow coming out the back, uh, shaved on the sides, the mm-hmm. hat, the look, the whole thing. There's a very specific baseball look these days. Very that specific. kid nails it, and you're seeing a lot of kids who nail yeah, it Yeah, well. very specific. To the point where like, I will take my kids sometimes – to our trampoline park, you know, yeah. Sky Zone, which is where what it is where I'm from. And I will, I can tell, like, the kids in there that play baseball are very obvious to me. Yes. Just going to any, any place with kids, and you can say, like, that kid plays baseball, that kid plays baseball. It's all a very, very specific look that they have going on. I feel like Bryce Harper started it. I think it's Bryce Harper's look, but I could be wrong on that. I'm not that up to date really? with 10-year-old fashion. Bryce well, yeah, Harper you'll... rates to that extent where the, these kids are all emulating it? Yeah. I'm Really? You're aware Bryce Harper is one of the best players in baseball. I am, but I also don't feel like Bryce Harper is the superstar that he should be considering. He's one of the very best, if not the best player in baseball. James, help me out here. I'm about to lose my mind on her. I mean, obviously... Bryce Harper is one of the best baseball players. Right. I, I'm, right now. I, there is I zero, I, zero. Okay, so you are objection. aware of that. Okay, yes, good. So we've got zero, that. Yes, we have I'm that. Pretty, there is zero objection. So what is the issue? What is, so where agree, are we hung up here? I would agree that that the hair is him. Right. That's yeah, what that's, it seems like. Yeah, I, I think I think you're right. Okay. I, I, I just didn't know. He at know. least started the I trend. Know that are you trying to go to war with everybody in Philadelphia? Like, of all the people in Philly right now, the one person you cannot critique is Bryce Harper. Everybody loves Bryce Harper. He was a monster last year. And, like, you're trying to knock Harper? My God. Why don't you start knocking cheesesteaks and freedom while you're at it? Because the Liberty Bell's there. You you wear that? You got a problem with the Liberty Bell? (laughs) Moving on. What I do... She does have a problem with the Liberty Bell. All that talk about China earlier. All that I talk about China. Let's yeah. anger some other fan bases outside of Philadelphia. Let's take on the incredibly understanding, warm, and fuzzy fan base of New York. Why your team won't win the Super Bowl. Oh, no! We suck again! With Joe and Amber. There's a chance we won't win. The New York Jets.
The New York Jets. Joe, tell me why the Jets won't win the Super Bowl. You start off by angering them, please. The offensive line. It's as simple as that. It's the offensive line. It looks like most of the boxes are checked. They've got a solid quarterback in Rodgers. We know that. He's got the necessary weapons. The defense looks to be capable of competing for a championship. The offensive line is highly suspect. And when you got a quarterback who's about to turn 40 years old and who's coming off a really down year, you're going to have to be able to protect him. Because if he gets hurt, it's over. If you're not able to run the ball it's over if you're going to put too much stress on that defense it's over i'd also say it will be fascinating to see if robert sala is a good big game coach because he hasn't been asked to coach any big games yet this season he's going to be coaching a ton of them so the biggest problem and reason why the jets won't win the super bowl is the offensive line and maybe the coach isn't good enough although i do like him I'm a big fan of Salah's. I think he's going to be all right, but we haven't seen it in the big spot yet. I have no idea if Robert Sala is a good coach. I don't think people are talking about that enough. And frankly, if they fall short of expectations, and the expectations are ridiculous. I mean, just out of control for a team that won seven games last season. But if they fall short of expectations this season, Robert Sala's on the hot seat, right? Because we don't really know if Robert Sala is yet a good coach. I do think that O-line is a problem. So that would be the thing that I think stands between the success that everybody expects from this team and them achieving it. That O-line isn't just an O-line that needs to find continuity here. It's an O-line that has been broken, Joe. And I don't know how when it's broken. It's not like you can just say, hey, I need to motivate these guys. You heard the sound bites from Robert Sala on Hard Knocks. Episode 2 of Hard Knocks. Robert Sala is going after them. He's cursing. He's doing the motivational thing. How are you motivating an O-line that has, you know, Mekhi Becton that, yeah, he's young, but he's missed so much time here over the first few years of his career. Vera Tucker, he played, I think, seven games last year for them. Dwayne Brown is 38 and coming off a surgically repaired shoulder. I mean, all of your main pieces on that line have missed unbelievable amounts of time over the last few years. The healthy pieces on that line, like Mitchell and Turner, haven't really proven themselves to be anything outstanding or elite. Those guys have been flip-flopping between left tackle and right tackle because neither of them have really stood out at either position. This O-line to me is a very significant problem when you have to protect a quarterback who's going to turn 40 years old during the season and a quarterback that's not good under pressure, by the way, because as great as Aaron Rodgers is, he isn't nearly as good under pressure. And I know that's true with all quarterbacks, but with Aaron Rodgers, it is stark. The other thing that could hurt them this season is a slow start leading to a bad playoff seeding if they get into the playoffs. And then you just have to run a gauntlet in a scenario where think about if your first round matchup is against like Cincinnati, then you got to play Buffalo, then you got to play Kansas City. Like something like that is in the cards. That could happen for the Jets. And it took Tom Brady, and everyone wants to use the Tom Brady, Tampa Bay Buccaneer analogy. Well, Brady did it with the Bucs. Brady and the Bucs started seven and five that year. It's not like they came out gangbusters. They were seven and five after 12 games, and then they caught fire. If the Jets are seven and five after 12 games, they're not going to get the one seed. So mm-hmm. that means they're going to be playing on open opening weekend in the postseason and that in the AFC that could be the end it could be as simple as that that is such a good point by you I never even thought about the angle of how Tom Brady and the Bucks got there right through that regular season journey that they took you're absolutely right on that front let's talk about the New Orleans Saints we angered New York let's anger New Orleans now why won't the Saints make a Super Bowl or, or win the Super Bowl So the Saints are a very interesting case study to me because there's an opportunity here for them to surprise some people. They have the easiest 
schedule in the NFL, which should set them up for a lot of wins. Derek Carr coming in as, as a quarterback. Maybe it'll turn out that all these years the Raiders were the problem. That maybe Carr is better than we saw, and he could get with an organization here, Michael Thomas, Chris Olave, Alvin Kamara, and he could put up some big-time numbers. Or maybe Carr is who we think he is. The thing that's going to hurt them ultimately is going to be a combination of coaching. I don't know if Dennis Allen is a high-level coach. I've never seen him in big spots. I saw him flame out with the Raiders. Lots of guys did. And I saw him have a mediocre season with the Saints last year. So there are some question marks. On top of that, Carr historically plays very poorly his first year in a new offensive system. He's been in four or five different systems in his career, and the first year in it, he struggles. This is his first year in a new system. He could end up struggling. I have a hard time with this team because I don't know what to make of it. I, I I thought Derek Carr was one of the more underrated quarterbacks in the league through the majority of his career. I know what it looked like last year. I attribute that, I think, more to the coaching there with the Raiders than I do to actually Derek Carr. But we're about to see it look very, very differently down in New Orleans. And I don't have any more confidence in that coach than I do in Josh McDaniels, right? Like, I have no idea if Dennis Allen's a good is a good coach at all in terms of being a head coach. So I I'm not one, you know, I'm over the Michael Thomas experience. I'm not like still waiting for him to be 2019 Thomas. I, but they have some good pieces. Uh, Alave obviously is an incredibly good developing piece there in New Orleans as well. I could see this going either way. I really struggle with where this team is going to finish in their division. What's the ceiling? Frankly, What's the floor? That division generally. Uh, What's the? What do you have the ceiling? What do you have the floor? It's I mean, probably the, a wide variance. The, right. The ceiling to me is the Saints win that division, right? The floor. What, ha- what would happen after that, though? If they win the division, oh, it's a not, weak division. No, I mean, maybe they win a playoff game. Okay, so that's the ceiling. One yeah, playoff win. Right. Got it. That's the ceiling to me. What's the floor? The floor would be, I, I mean, can you imagine them finishing last in that division? I think it's a possible I think it's possible. Like, oh. that would be the floor. There are some bad teams. Carolina is getting cooked by the Giants right now. It's the second right. preseason game in a row where they look like trash. No Atlanta should be Atlanta should be decent. Tampa doesn't look very good. But, again, the division's wide open. Yeah. I mean, it's not unheard of with Carolina or Tampa-based talent. They could go out and win maybe eight games. I don't see it happening, but it could happen. No, I mean, to be clear, the reason this division confuses me, and I could see it going either way, is because everybody's so bad. Not that everybody's so good, right? I mean, it's a wide-open division. I don't know how this thing is going to stack out. So I could see the Saints winning it. I know a lot of people are picking the Saints to win this division. Do the odds makers have the Saints winning this thing? Yes, they do. They are small. They are favorites. It's not odds on. They're around plus 115. But I also could see the Saints finishing last in this division and us being surprised. Coming up next year on Joe and Amber, we open up the phone lines to you. It is Friday night. Let's go ahead and finish things off the right way. Triple H, say ESPN. 888-729-3776. We'll take your phone calls next. Joe and Amber, the podcast. Phone lines are open here on Joe and Amber. If you do want to join the conversation, I know it's Friday night. I know y'all are out. Maybe already having some cocktails. You can still give us a call, though. We're here for it. Triple H at ESPN. 888-729-3776. Not too many cocktails, though, okay? Only call us if you're being responsible. You can find him at Joe Fortenbaugh. At Amber W Sports, that's how you find me. ESPN Radio is presented to you by Progressive Insurance. We've got some NFL preseason action going on. We will get you updated on that in just a moment. But first, Joe's going to try to earn you a little cash. Pizza money alert. Pizza, pizza. 
Been a while since we did this. So long. In fact, I have the wrong notebook, so I don't have the update on the full accounting. I do know this. We are officially at 300 total wagers we've made on this show since January. We are above 500, but more importantly, we're somewhere in the neighborhood of plus 13 or 14 units, so we're profitable. I got two fights for UFC 292 tomorrow night in Boston. Fight number one is the main event, Aljamain Sterling versus Sean O'Malley. We're going to take Aljamain Sterling to win this fight inside the distance, which means he needs to win, but not by decision. Any other method, knockout, technical knockout, DQ, uh, if if it's a submission, we win. Monster step up in class for O'Malley. I don't think it goes well. He's never been past the third round before. His toughest opponent was Piotr Jan, someone that Sterling beat twice, although one of them was a DQ. O'Malley beat Jan, but it was one of the most controversial decisions of the year. Many people thought, myself included, that Jan had won that fight. I may have thought that because I bet on Jan in that fight. Having said that, Aljo has superior wrestling, incredible cardio, five-round experience, all that stuff. I like him to finish this one late. In addition to that, we've got a fight on the undercard. Chris Weidman is returning to the octagon for the first time in nearly three years after that gruesome leg injury. He's a plus 220 favorite over Brad Tavares. I'm taking Weidman. Great price for the former champ. We haven't seen him, like I said, in two years, so they got him as a big dog. But he's live here. He's got a clear edge if this goes to the ground. Stand-up game is about even. Tavares has dropped four of his last six fights. He's sustained a lot of damage during that time. So pizza money's one and two for tonight. Aljamain Sterling inside the distance, plus 110. Chris Weidman to win at any way, shape, or form, plus 220. So we've got some NFL preseason action going on right now. The Falcons are playing the Bengals. The Falcons are up on the Bengals three zip. Not much to tell you about in that game. The New York Giants are taking on the Carolina Panthers. Giants leading the way in that game 21 to three. And I think the story out of that game is that Bryce Young's being crushed once again, Joe. And this O-line feels like a very significant problem for a team that traded a whole bunch of picks and DJ Moore away to get that number one overall pick and use it on that quarterback that a lot of people have size concerns about. If you were concerned, he couldn't take a hit. Well, he's certainly proven here in the preseason that he can take a hit, but I'm not sure that's what you want him to be proving here in the preseason. And they also brought in Miles Sanders. And Miles Sanders is not going to be effective behind a line that can't block anything. It wasn't supposed to be this bad of an O-line. It's a bit shocking how terrible they've looked so far. They've been bad. It's only been six quarters, so we do have to remember that, but they have been very bad. They're dealing with some injuries. They don't have a lot of weapons on offense after trading away DJ Moore to move up to the number one overall pick. This is going to be the rookie growing pains that so many quarterbacks have had to go through. Okay, Not everyone gets to be Ben Roethlisberger coming out of Miami of Ohio, going to the Steelers, and what did he, James, you're a Steeler fan. What they, no, you're from Pittsburgh. Sorry. What'd they go 15 and one his rookie season? Yeah. I think- he, he felt he, uh, he, he ended up coming in for Tommy Maddox. And so he didn't play all the games, but they were like, I want to say they were like 15 and one, early, one of his yeah. first seasons in the league. 15 and one or 14 and two. Yeah. And they huge. made it to the AFC championship game, lost to the Patriots. Huge, huge. He Not everyone gets overall that. pick in 2004. No, he was no. like six or seven. Right. So that's, I think that's seven, maybe 10. Right. Seven, that's the significant like difference there, right? Like, we no, do no, it's not. See... No, it's not. Well, yeah, it's so is... significant of that difference between pick one and pick nine. Because you're still of... a bad team. No, but you're not the as bad, like the number one overall pick. Normally, you're reward for the being Panthers the traded best up with the Bears, though. The so Panthers traded was, up, and that's where I was going to go with this. Normally, the number one overall pick, you're going to an awful situation, like Trevor Lawrence. Such right? a lawyer. Every 
every single technicality but in with this you. Situation, your husband's in the other room. How does he deal with situ- it? He can't hear you right now. Thank goodness. In this situation, I I am surprised that Bryce Young is finding himself in such a difficult situation because I actually thought this is good news for Bryce that they're trading for him. So he's not in the typical number one pick situation, right? Like the Panthers could be Correct. better. I don't, I'm not saying they were going to like win significantly. Or no, even it's make a good a post, point. But I thought they were going to be a little bit better than a lot of these number one picks find themselves in the situation. And they now have a good I, defense. And I'm That's a little shocked. Have. I'm a they little have, shocked how bad it looks right they now. They should have a good defense. They've got a lot of talent on that side of the ball. But yes, you're right. They, the offense looks like it stinks right now. And that poor kid is going to be under duress Right from the go. See, You're going to see the same point. thing with C.J. Stroud. I'm lovely to be married to. I made a good point. Look at that. I, I would imagine for the most part, yes, for the most part, not for the all part. And that goes for every human out there. Mm-hmm. Every human I'm, out there. For the most part, I'm good, I'm good to be married to? No, for the most part, every human out there ha- is generally a good person. But oh. for the most part, no one's perfect. No <laughs> one's perfect. I know you're about to try to make that argument. <laughs> The city of Philadelphia would say otherwise. And you're lucky as a Philadelphia fan, I don't come down on you the way they do. I sit here, I, I think some of this stuff is, is measured and reasoned. The Bryce Harper stuff was, was completely off the rocker, but that the rest of it was okay. At least it made some sense. What's annoying about this Panthers team is I had them winning this division because of that defense, frankly. And I think they have a good coach. And season hasn't even started in yet. A running back. I, it, it hasn't, but... I'm nervous about that pick. I don't feel You can get off it. it. You're allowed to retract before the season starts. You can admit, you can go, you know what? I think I was wrong. I'm going to admit that. I would like to change my pick. That's okay. Who am I changing it to? Because I don't feel good about anybody in this division. Well, okay. Right now, here's your opportunity. You you are given, you're being given an opportunity right now. You can bail on your pick scot-free. Scot-free, you can bail, but you have to pick another team. Well, that's the problem. Herein no, it's not. The There's three just, other options. It's relatively easy. I know. It's not easy. Everyone feels better about the Saints than I feel about the Saints this season. So take the Falcons. <sighs> I mean, it's the Falcons take the that Bucks. we're talking about. Is Desmond right up the Ritter going to be you. that much better? Bijan Robinson. Trask. Is he yeah, gonna take Kyle Trask. He's a good backup to Baker Mayfield. Hey, go Gators. Listen, somebody on Twitter the other day, or on X, whatever, put up a video of Kyle Trask and his stats again from one of those years in college. And I thought, people don't realize. Like, this dude was so good at Florida. People he don't was. remember. He was so good at Florida. They gave Bama all they could handle in that yeah. SEC championship game a couple years ago. They were I right really in that thought, game, and they were not expected to be that competitive in that game. I really thought he had, not that he was NFL ready, but I really thought he had NFL-level talent. Well, we haven't even seen him yet. He's got time. Like, again, we're not going to write him off. If Mayfield beats him out, trust me, Mayfield's going to lose that job at some point. Trask will get an opportunity. You got receivers there. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. There is some talent there. The O-line's healthier than they were last year. Why don't you take the Bucs? Make the Bucs your new NFC South pick. Okay, fine. I'll do it. I don't feel good about it at all. That's well, then take the Falcons just, or the I'm Saints just, or stick go with full, Carolina. Full homer and go Bucks. Do you feel good about Carolina right now? I mean, Bryce Young can't no, show No, I'm taking New Orleans. I feel fine. I am not twisted up like a pretzel like you are. I'm taking New Orleans. I don't feel great, but all right. I, I can at least make a case, and I'm standing by the pick as of right now. And so you feel very good about Derek Carr there in New Orleans? No, I didn't say anything like that. You, you just put words in, in my division. mouth. I did not say that. The division I don't feel Derek great Carr. about that pick, but I feel comfortable enough. I feel comfortable enough to stick with the pick. It is because it's process of elimination. The other right. three teams, I don't like any of those other three teams. Uh, can we eliminate all four of them? Does somebody have to win it? Someone, you got to make a pick. Somebody has to That's make a pick season. I, Someone's uh, got to do I, it. I, I, yeah, I have a, I have a do hard it. Come time on, 10 seconds, do it. Ah, 
got 10 seconds. It's, I need more time. I need more time uh, than that. This has been the Joe and Amber Podcast. You can listen to Joe and Amber live weeknights from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, or on your smart speaker. Joe and Amber, the podcast.